Craft Beer Radio, episode 285 on April 12th, 2014. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio episode 285. I am Greg Weiss. And I'm Jeff Bear. I like your disco tone there, and welcome! <laughs> I just wanted to bring it on. I will survive. Uh, I actually really do enjoy this song. Um, Number one song, 35 years ago. Any critiques you have about it? Uh, it's, it's a classic. A disco classic, The disco yeah. classic. It's actually, in the video, she was on roller skates for a little bit, so I mean, they even... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's a perfect roller also, skating yeah. song. Mm-hmm. I like the cake version myself, but, you know. I, I, the cake version works because I think it's a good song. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's go with uh, the beers themselves. What are we doing? Yeah. We're doing a show that's kind of a combination because we have a bunch of IPAs. And so we know that the one of the laws of Craft Beer Radio is that if we do a whole IPA show, our, our palate's going to get wrecked. Mm-hmm. So we got some other beers to moderate the fact that we're doing some IPAs as well. So we're going to start with Saison. Yeah, I haven't had this beer yet. It's been on my short list. This is the Sneak Attack Saison from 21A, 21st Amendment Brewery, in and around San Francisco, California. 6.2% alcohol by volume, 38 IBUs, bittered with magnum, and uh, malted with pale crystal Belgian light, uh, sorry, pale and crystal malt, and has Belgian light candy sugar in it. Mm. This beer is probably produced at Cold Springs at their pro. Uh... Actually, no. It says handcrafted and canned at Twenty First Amendment Brewery. Is there new? Bre- I don't think the new brewery is open yet. Is it? I should have done this research before we went to live to there. So they recently announced. This also has organic cardamom puds pods okay. in there. Puds, puds. Yes. Okay. They recently announced that they're opening a big production brewery in you know around around San Francisco. And I think they're going to discontinue doing the contract brewing at Cold Spring in Minnesota. Huh. Um, this can says it's made in California. I've never really paid attention to see if previously they had mentioned, you know, Minnesota as where the beer was actually produced. Interesting. Interesting stuff. It's a little cold right now, so we're going to let it warm up a bit. It's uh, their later seasonal, available January through March, so we kind of got it near the near the end of its availability. And mine's at fifty degrees right now. Yeah, it's not too bad, but it feels like it needs a little bit yeah. more heat. They recommend with it bouillabaisse sausages, smoked meats, and full flavored cheeses. Interesting. Lots of very bold flavors in there. Right, bouillabaisse. I mean, that's a big, uh, big stew. Sausages, smoked meats. They really want something, okay. uh, something bold and strong with this. The uh, the cardamom is not hiding. Just put your nose up to the glass. That's the first thing you're going to get is a big old, for sure, big old whiff of cardamom. So yeah, right on their website here, they talk about their big announcement in their new brewery. Let's see if I can distill that quickly. But the website's kind of slow. It has that typical kind of grassy, lemongrass type aroma that you get from uh, wheat beers. You know, it doesn't say wheat in there. Interesting. But that that could definitely be coming from the yeast as well. Ooh. Big, big burst of cardamom again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They hope to start brewing at the new brewery by the end of the year. So they may still have a brewery in like a they have a brew well, they have a brew pub yeah right in San Francisco right near the Giant Stadium, and uh, and most of their production beer for especially the East Coast market has come out of Minnesota. So interesting that that can seem says it came out of California. They might always say that right. They might not have different label for the ones made in Cold Spring. Anything else you smell on this? Cardamom? Did I, did I mention cardamom yet? Oh, uh, let's see. So for those who are unaware of what cardamom smells like, it's a very, very strong spice. It's one of those that uh, you can get a... It's also pretty expensive. You get like a little thing, one of those McCormick 
mm-hmm. one's just a small one, and it's like thirteen bucks. It's, well, you got to go to the right store, right? Yeah. You buy the McCormick stuff; it's expensive. You go to the Indian grocery, and you can get a giant can of pods, right? And it's cheap, right? So you, you just got to know where That's to source true. it. That is true. Because like, I had bought, you know, the small, tiny little thing of McCormick, and yeah, it was like probably over twelve bucks, fourteen bucks, something like that. And uh, I was shopping at the Indian grocery one day, and it was a container like four times the size of whole pods, and it was like four bucks. Yeah, that's like there's a Greek place near me, and you, know, you, you can't get sumac anywhere else, but you can get it mm-hmm. there, and it's you know big. Um, like big ramekin, plastic ramekin mm-hmm. thing was four four dollars or something, and you can get lots of good spices there. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, a I'm, I'm getting a little lemon smell, like you you know, typically things you would smell in you know a beer with a wheat base or something like that. Um, but yeah, the cardamom's really the lion's share of the aroma. Okay, so. a slight amount of leatheriness. I just caught near the end. A good kind of leatheriness. All right, so I've warmed it up to 58.2. I think that's going to be a good temperature. Okay. Cardamom is also a very strong spice, and it is exceptionally strong here. This is big, bursting cardamom, uh, really, really getting to the point where um, it becomes almost hot. Uh, in in the way mm-hmm. in a in a wasabi kind of hot kind mm-hmm. of way, right? Um, so uh, it it's a very pungent, very strong. The uh, when I took my first sip, actually, I was cardamom wasn't the first thing I tasted. You know, I tasted uh, some more of wheat character, but the cardamom came on quick, and now it's just covering the roof of my mouth, the back part of my tongue. It's just fitting. It, it's you mentioned how it's kind of hot. I would almost say it feels kind of um, woody, barky, or leathery or something, right? It's kind of like that much of that plant material yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that too. It, it, I was going with hot because it it was so powerful. It was such mm-hmm. a big burst. It was a big spice, yeah. yeah and it really does kind of, it, it really just overwhelms your palate for a bit. So it doesn't. So hot may not be exactly the right term mm-hmm. for it, but it 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 is a big overwhelming burst. I, I it's sort of like if you've ever um, eaten fennel seeds, they can be kind of hot if you just they mm-hmm. have like a bunch of them. You put them in your mouth, you just chomp on them. Right. You know, it, it's hot and because it's so pungent, it's not right. like yeah. Oh my god, I got to spit this out and drink water. It's just yeah. a big pungent, overwhelming, and that I definitely get from this. Mm-hmm. No, I. I, I when you said it, that's that's exactly mm-hmm. what I had imagined in my own mind, and I agree with you. Where it's just yeah, it's a, it's that super super dose of of concentrated spice where yeah. it just hot's a good way to put it, right? Because it's just firing off all those receptors. You're just yeah. like, um, so what else is there beyond that? There is a slight kind of straw in the background. Um, malt wise, that's really what I'm getting is, is straw like a little bit grassy. Mm-hmm. I'm really not it, it. Okay. A bready component, maybe a little bit of something really rustic. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting things that are certain, uh, hints of, and that is, you know, a wheat or a lemongrass, but also, because of the, it's not a sour beer. It doesn't have any lactic acid in it. It's not a Berliner Weiss. But the combinations of this intense cardamom and some of the wheat and and uh, other things that are going on there, maybe the saison yeast, I'm getting this thing that feels a little acidic or something like that, right? It it almost feels, it reminded me briefly of a Berliner Weiss, but not in the flat out lactic acid part. It was just like a tangent to that. I see why they recommend strong foods because you're going to need mm-hmm. something to to really yeah. hold up to this. Right, this would not go with a salad. This would overwhelm fish. Yeah, and cured meats would be a good yeah. complement to this, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the fattiness of the cured meats and some of the spices that are in meats are kind of right. Um, they'll, they'll harmonize with this. They'll harmonize, but you know, and they'll contrast a bit, right? They're not yeah. going to be because it's not the same kind of spicing, and so I could definitely see how those would work well. 
But like I've had saisons that would go great with you know with with, with fish something like that. This is not one of those. This no. needs a sort of flavors to mm-hmm. really to really back it up. But I strangely enough, we've had cardamom bombs before, or at least we've had or like coriander bombs before. Mm-hmm. that really haven't been pleasant. This I'm actually enjoying the the big burst of cardamom in it. Right. I'm not sure I could do twelve ounces of it. It's good to know that we have other beers of different types coming mm-hmm. in. Yeah. So you know, I'm not I'm not as concerned with it. But yeah, it's um I, I certainly wouldn't get a growler of it. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh you know, we, we're splitting excuse me, we're splitting a can and uh Yeah, it, it's a potent beer, lots of big flavors, and I'm just uh yeah, I'm happy with my six ounces. Yeah. We are we're not drinking this very fast. <laughs> this would probably go well with like spaghetti and meatballs, right? This would go well with something that has a lot of bold flavors that would uh I think, you know, goat cheese would be interesting with this as well. Goat cheese, sure. No, just kind of complement the lemony and the fat, you know, would kind of cut some of the It'd probably work with spice. a sharp cheddar too. I was nodding there. I'm sorry. I forgot this yeah. wasn't uh, just a conversation between Greg and I for a second there. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. I didn't deep, even, didn't deep even in, register. Deep in contemplation. <laughs> mm. All, right, All right, that was the sneak attack from sneak 21A. Attack. And uh, that cardamom certainly does attack sneakily. <laughs> well, I mean, it's only a sneak attack if you don't know about it. We knew it had a cardamom in it, mm-hmm. so we were kind of prepared, but we weren't quite prepared for that, it's true. So, what's next? Let's do the Bach, I guess. All right. So, this is soon to not be a beer? That's what I heard. I heard that uh, Anchor is no longer doing Bach beer after this year. Also from San Francisco. Look at that. There's a theme after all. Whoa, we did it. Okay, so this is first brewed in 2005, 5.5% by volume, Anchor Brewing's Anchor Bach Beer. Blend of two-row pale Munich caramel chocolate and wheat, hopped with nugget and glacier hops, dry hopped with glacier, and available January through March. So if it's not going to be brewed anymore, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. If you want it. Mm-hmm. Beer pour is wow, very dark, dark. almost... Uh, Portery. When you hold it up to light, though, you get some like ruby red highlights. Yeah. yeah. If you hold it directly up to light, it kind of it, it almost becomes coldy. But that's the you're, you're not going to mm-hmm. hold it up to light very often. When you have it just down on, it just looks it looks real dark. Okay, we poured it. It was fifty two degrees. The aroma on this guy, bubblegum. You, you can tell it's a bog, right? It, it's, you just get this big, huge blast of these. You know, caramelized sugars, these melanoidins, where bubblegum is a good call. Uh, let's see. There's a. I'm trying to figure out a good way to describe. <laughs> it's like Bazooka Joe all, all up in my nose. Okay, there's a little bit of, of sort of a darker molasses in the background. Yeah, I mean, it's. I've been using white bread crust way too much lately. I really don't like it as a descriptor, but I'm getting it in this as well. Um, you know, cut all the crusts off your kid's sandwich and just shove all the white the crust in your mouth. It right? must be because you're doing that often. It. No, actually, my kids eat the crusts. Hmm. I don't yeah, get much, much exposure to bread these days, mm-hmm. so it's harder for me to pick out the uh, the breads. I've been using it way too much. I'm going to try to retire that one so I don't... Or at least put it on the shelf for a while. I don't, I'm not happy with it, but it's what I'm smelling here. Doesn't smell... You know, they actually dry hopped this bock. There's right. nothing too hoppy in the aroma. No. Uh, not often you hear about dry hopped bocks. Uh, yesterday was the World Beer Cup was announced. That's true. And a whole bunch of... Whole bunch of stuff. I was looking through the list this morning. There's really too many to remember. Um, some interesting things were like uh, Americans swept the Koch category. Americans swept like or there's a lot of German categories 
in international categories. But then, you know, there was like, oh, what was it? Um, you know, one you would expect to be like all Americans and an Israeli brewery won gold, you know, that kind of thing. So, what, like IPA or something? Not IPA, no. IPA had like 280 entries. Uh, Fatheads came in second. Uh, first was, oh, I'm trying to blank. Someone's going to yell at me right now. It's 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 a it's a moderately well known small brewery that you know is known for making uh, interesting things. The Alchemist? No, it wasn't yeah. the Alchemist. No, not that not that well known in these parts. Uh, yeah, it's a big long list of lots of things, but I just found it interesting looking at like some of the styles that are pure American styles or pure you know European styles, and like which countries won in these things, like. Uh, Okay, so let's see here. Uh, American-style wheat beer. Uh, yeah. One of the most interesting things that I'm trying to figure out, if I'm misunderstanding, is like there was Australian... Australia, actually, it wasn't Australian. It was like Australian-Lazian-style pale ale and Ballast Point Sculpin one. And I always huh. thought Ballast Point Sculpin was like an American IPA. Yeah. America. And, uh, well, I guess with so many different categories, you can yeah. sort of, you can just throw things in wherever you want. That seemed like the, one of the outliers, like really sculpting for that category, but who knows? Maybe I specialty just... honey beer. The gold was from long sun brewing in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, hmm. like I saw Nicole Emery, um, she's a Cicerone friend of the show. Uh, she tweeted, you know, I'm not sure whether I'm excited or scared that Americans swept the Kosh category. <laughs> uh, German-style Doffenbacher Eisbach. Um, the gold was an Eisbach 2012 from from Frost, but uh, the silver is hot for teacher Miss Doppelbach from Three <laughs> Wise Men Brewing in Indianapolis. Yeah. I mean, just trying that to pick things. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to be throwing nuggets. Yeah, left, yeah. You know, if I'm, we, I'm just looking for anything interesting. I'm look, not looking. Look for the American IPA and see who okay. who won that one. American style cream ale. Which like style. there's like no like no craft version of cream ale no. one like Killian's Red one Irish Red. It's like. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting because I've, you know, well, I've said on the show, Irish Red's not one of my styles. Right. I, I could never judge. Not, not a wee heavy kind of guy. So. I could never judge Irish Reds because I've never had one that hasn't just been bleh to me. Um, again, we're getting off getting off topic It's here. not off topic. It's beer we're, stuff. No, we're, but we're not prepared. We're just kind of picking things. We're not going to like, we don't have a story behind it or anything like that. So, uh, okay. There's English style IPA. I think Americans are further down. Imperial IPA, American style India Pale Ale. Okay, so the American style India Pale Ale, the gold was hop, drop, and roll from Noda. That's it, Noda, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're in Colorado, yeah. right? Uh, and silver was Headhunter. Bronze, Citrus, Mistress from Hop Valley. Interesting. Big competition, 280 cal. 224. 224, yeah. that's it. The... Uh, Imperial India, the Imperial IPA is two two by four by Melvin. I don't think we've had that one. Astrillo. You'll be sad. The old in Brune. Mexico. That's in Mexico. Yeah. Old Brune didn't get a gold. I'm not sad about it. But <laughs> it should be. Uh, bronze is um, Hop 15, which we've had. Yep. Okay, so actually I've been sipping on the Bach beer here. I think I should talk about it more. It has um, a good... So this is... Um, it has a good hop balance. Like a lot of Bach beers tend to have a leaning way towards the sweet side of things. And this one is pretty moderately balanced. And, uh, and to me, that makes it pretty drinkable. This is, is, is going down quite nicely. Um, the, the malts on it are also a little bit darker than, um, you'd expect in your typical Bach. It's not quite roasty, but maybe there's a little bit of toast or, you know, a little bit of, um, I don't want to say it's not really toffee, right? Because it doesn't have that that sugary sweetness, right? It's more of just like a a toasted. Um, I don't know. There, there's something that kind of reminds me of toast with a little bit of jelly on it, but the jelly is not is a really dark fruited jelly. Something. I'm, there's definitely sweetness there that's reminiscent of that. Maybe toast with like molasses or something. 
maybe or Nutella without the hazelnut. Yeah, I don't the, know. I think molasses would be an interesting thing to. Uh, not, not like a big, rich, smoky black strap, but maybe like a lighter grade of molasses. This is really interesting. The World Pure Cup Championship Brewery and Brewmaster for Small Brew Pub was the Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant in Media, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. That's interesting to me because my aunt and uncle live in Media. So I got to tell them about that. Don't go there. It's a uh-huh. gold medal winner. Yeah. They they won several awards, right? Yeah. But that's just like they, they add up. Gold, silvers, metal, you know, bronzes, and you'll see that Iron Hill won several things in there. Um, excuse me, getting a little gassy here. Yeah, this was a week where I had. I'm glad I was too busy to pay much attention to Twitter because I just would have been filled with envy because of, you know all my <laughs> all my friends, all my beer geek friends were in Colorado this week for the CBC, and part of me like, oh, I wish I was there. Part of me was too busy to. Wish I was there. One of my favorite uh, categories looks like 79, Old Ale. Old Ale or Strong Ale, but uh, the winner, Al Smith Old Ale, which I think we've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but their 2013 version, um, good stuff. Yeah, the uh, Anchor Bach beer is nice, nice drinker. Um, I really want to kind dig of, into kind it. Kind of silky, actually. You know, it's got yeah, got a nice texture to it. Um, there's some, you know, plum flavor there. Okay. A little bit of raisin too. So, translates to those dark fruits that we talk about that we mm-hmm. generalize often. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I was. I don't know for some reason I was kind of ignoring those parts of the flavor, but they're definitely in there as well. So the thing with uh, boxes, they're they're goats, right? We're, that's I forget box exactly means goat. Yeah, box means goat, and box are typically beers. Um, I, th- I think it's because they're brewed in the spring, and that's when Capricorn is, is yeah. in and Capricorn's goat. I think that right. had, that's what it comes yep. from. Yeah, that's where it comes from. You're right. That's what was, the story I was trying to remember, yeah. I, that I couldn't remember the uh, the Capricorn was the goat astrology thing. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry I don't have much to say, but it certainly is tasty. It leaves a nice sort of lasting, mm-hmm. um, slight chocolatey bitterness on your on your tongue. Uh, it doesn't; it's not overly bitter. It, mm-hmm. It's uh, really quite nice, quite nice on the. Palate. It's not the bazooka Joe that you no, no. Going it's right interesting in. that it still smells like a bazooka Joe to me. What what's still there? Almost smells like a chocolate covered bazooka Joe or something. But I'm getting, <laughs> I'm still getting that uh, that bubblegum aroma, but it's definitely not coming through in the flavor. So let me give everybody a warning here. We're about to do a commercial. Oh, you don't warn them. you got to sneak it up on them so they listen. Oh, come on. I want to give people warnings. People are sick of it already. So let's say um, if you want to support us, then there's a great way to do it. Amazon.com. But not Amazon.com. No, never. Amazon.com. What do you Craft do? Craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. That's right. That's all you have to do is you go to there. And you shop, and you can buy this hot new single on Amazon.com. Talk dirty. Talk dirty to me. And uh, that's it. You can go buy your Galaxy tabs, and we'll get a little cut of that. Thank you very much, whoever did that. And uh, that's about it. Just anytime you go shopping on Amazon, go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. That's all you got to do. And uh, if you want to donate us some cold hard cash... You can find links on our website for a monthly PayPal subscription and a one-time payment if you want to do that. Yeah, you know, it's a living. Yeah, website hosting, bluehost.com. This is our favorite web host that we use for our website. And uh, there's a link on the website for a referral for that as well. Talk dirty to me, Greg. Um, gross stuff. Okay. Mud. Well, you could just talk about beers. <laughs> Make the love to the beers. Okay, so I picked up. Um, I went to the beer distributor yesterday 
to get a case of IPA for the case exchange. And this is where the Uinta comes, comes from. But that's a teaser for later, because we're not going to drink that one first. We're going to drink the Nooner Session IPA from Sierra Nevada. And I had to get that because there was a four-pack of Sierra Nevada IPAs, a case, a variety case, right? One was Torpedo, one was Nooner, which is what we have here. Then there was a white IPA and a black IPA. I'm like, <laughs> price was right. I'm like, yeah. I've got to try this case of beer out. So they uh, called it Sessional because it's 4.8% alcohol by volume. That's uh, pretty good. Stretch, a little stretch. It's, it's a slight stretch, but you know, not not that much of a stretch. I mean, they they, they tend to call sessional about five now, yeah. whereas I would, you know, I like it about four or less. I think that that really fits. But anyway, eleven point seven degrees Plato, two point uh, two point five degree Plato is the ending gravity, beginning with eleven point seven degrees, forty bittering units. I don't know why I, I talk about the Plato stuff because you know, people don't normally <laughs> care about that. Uh, it's just stuff they put on there. Yeast is an ale yeast, they say. Bittering hops, sterling, finishing hops, centennial, and chinook. Malted with two-row pale wheat, Munich, and chocolate malts. And the cuisine, one of their suggestions is crispy San Diego-style fish tacos. So, good luck. <laughs> Getting those crispy San Diego-style fish tacos. Yeah, if you're not in San Diego. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> Okay, so the aroma on this one is hops, as you might expect. It's, um... Skunky. It is. I mean, not... Dank. How about dank? I wouldn't say skunky. Or do you mean skunky? I mean skunky. No, I'm not getting skunky. Well, I don't mean skunky in... Hmm. How can I put it? Uh, yeah, maybe dank is better, because... But there's... No, there's something there... That's a, that's a little. So you mean skunk like, but not light struck? Yes. Right. Hmm. No, I'm getting uh, resiny, dank. I'm not getting anything that's even, you know, not light strunk, but right. smells right. of skunk. I'm not getting anything really in those those uh, directions. Hmm. I wonder why I am then. It's a, uh, it's um, you know, torpedo is their their big IPA, right, right. right? And that thing has such a citrusy, luscious hop aroma. It was quite a surprise to smell this one and find something that's a little more. Um, how do I want to? Uh, you know, I was going to try to characterize it as more um, more indie or something like that. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little harder. To, you know, it's not as. Um, there's something weird going on because when I okay. sniff this, the it's so strong that I actually the tip of my tongue has a slightly metallic taste. I'm not sipping it at all. I'm just sniffing it. Hmm. He's going crazy. He's having a stroke over there. I want to just 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 to see if there's any difference at all. No. I smell yours. I smell a little bit more of like men's cologne or something like that. I don't know. Do you have any? Oh yeah, there is. Yeah, I guess mine is a little, a little, a little stronger. Yeah, when I smelled yours, I yeah. smelled like a cologne. I, I don't know which one. I don't know. Do you have your hands smell at all or anything like that? Was I smelling the outside of your glass? Oh yeah, yeah. That's actually I was smelling your aftershave or something like that. Really? Yeah, your hand smells like what I was smelling in your glass. Huh. Okay. What is your aftershave? Or it's it's just a Rite Aid aftershave. I, oh, okay. I washed it off pretty. Just... Oh, I smelled it when I smelled your when I had, was holding your glass and smelled it, and then I smelled it on your fingers as well. All right, so I took a sip. Has a um, nice, moderately light body. The the malts are apparent. You know, it's not all hops and water. The malts are quite apparent. They're a kind of, you know, what you expect from American pale malts. And um, let's see. I'm trying to dig into that a little bit more. Um, it's a little limestone a little rocky. Uh, it's got, you know, or chalky or something like that. It has taste that... Uh, 
in terms of of like bread, a little bit more towards the baguette. Um, or yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I get that. You know, a little yeah, uh, French bread or something like that with a yeah. hard hard crust. Maybe not quite as sweet, but but close to it. The hops are are mostly bittering here. They're really not coming through a lot in the flavor. That's typically how. Well, I mean, they have a bitter flavor too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, this is very you know session IPAs. This is very in line with kind of what I'm becoming accustomed to. Right. I mean, really, the first one we had that I fell in love with. Remember the Surly Bitter Brewer? Yep. So good and so low in alcohol, and and this reminds me. A lot of it of that beer, except that the hop flavors are quite different, right? Yes. This one is a little more of that resiny. It's got and chinook in it. There's, not, there's has... not so much dank in the flavor. There was dank in, in the aroma, but yeah. not so much dank in the flavor. But there's still a resin in the uh, the flavor. Chinook is resiny and, and almost kind of oaky, like oak leaf kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's really what chinook comes through to me as in centennial. That's very, you know... I wonder if they stayed away from the citrusy hop. I wonder, you know, this would be something for someone who's formulating a lot of recipes. And since I'm not homebrewing much right now, I'm not going to be doing that. But uh, I'm just thinking out loud. I'm curious if staying away from big citrusy hops kind of accentuate the dryness of these lower gravity beers. You know, so you can kind of get... You, know, you kind of get that whole yeah dry where it's not just. Um, I think that's a good thing because if it didn't, you know, if these things were kind of overly like hot flavored, overly strong and citrusy, that mm. it might kind of overwhelm the beer. Where I think mm-hmm. the bitterness works well at this lower mm-hmm. alcohol level to sort of. I mean. You know, lower alcohol generally means you're also going to have lower sweetness in the beer. Mm-hmm. So your bitterness, you should dial that back a bit, but still have it be assertive if you want right. it to be sort of an IPA. So that's what's coming through here is this pretty bitter but not overwhelmingly bitter, slightly resiny, and a little a little oaky kind of hot mixture that's going with this light bread, light sweet bread in the background. So I just took a nice gentle uh, swirl to cut the sides of the glass, and I took a sniff, and what did it remind me of? Skunk. I got a little bit of, of, of some kind of skunk thing for the first time. I'm trying to remember what the what, what the chemical compound was. Isoprenum or Captain. Thank you. I, I, I can't think of isohumulone, but that's not it. That's just... But I don't that's think... Just but I don't think this is No, I don't think this striking. is not, yeah. This is, so it's not... Well, maybe it is some isoprenomer captain, but it's not because of the whole riboflavin blah 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 blah, blah stuff, right? This is uh, just a, a little. It's one of those more aggressive type, you know, hop uh, profiles. I think that's right, and, and there are hops that can smell very similar. I mean, there's a good reason why hops can turn into skunk. This because mm-hmm. they. The compounds are similar, and they just take a little bit of energy to to, to cleave off that um, cleave off that bit and turn into a, a mercaptain. And you have this stuff that you know I've talked about how hops are related to another psychoactive mm-hmm. plant, and that can smell skunky. Yeah, um, I haven't really gotten back to that brief whiff of of more potent skunkiness. You know, I'm back to the... It still smells real something to me, and it still gives me that metallic thing on the tip of my tongue mm. when I smell I don't know what that is. It's, re- it's weird. Mm-hmm. It tastes fine. Tastes, uh, tastes really nice, yeah, actually. It tastes good. It's, it's, um, it's interesting. It's very distinctive from Torpedo. Yeah. Right? Or from Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. It, you know, so that's, that's one thing when, you know, you're doing an IPA variety pack like Sierra Nevada did. You know, I've only had this one... And torpedo, not out of this case, but you yeah. know, obviously, I've had torpedo. I love torpedo; it's delicious. Uh, this one's very distinctive from it. I like the low alcoholness. Um, if 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 I wasn't going for something sessionable, I would lean towards torpedo because torpedo is just so luscious and yes. delicious. But this one's not 
not shabby. It just no. And you know, at four point eight, you could probably have one for lunch and not not be worse for wear. That's what the name suggests, right? It, it reminds me of the that thing in, in Community where. Are you guys drunk? And he said, good luck proving it before we're not. (laughs) (coughs) No jokes when I'm drinking water, man. (coughs) Okay. So we're going to cleanse our palates uh, between IPAs with a stout. Good idea. Greg picks up at Whole Foods. This is uh, North Coast Brewing's old number 38. (coughs) Excuse me. Old number 38 is uh, named for a retired California Western Railroad steam engine on Fort Bragg. It is a, they call it a Dublin dry stout. It is 5.4% alcohol by volume, 53 IBUs, and let's see here. The Beverage Tasting Institute calls it "Quote unquote, highly recommended." Ooh! So there you go. We have friends at the BTI. See them every few years. Yep. Every time Budweiser decides to do a little something with us. <laughs> All right. So they call it an Irish dry stout. Yeah. So I mean, that sounds like the best way of saying, "Hey, this is kind of like Guinness," without saying it's Guinness, right? Yes. But when I smell it, it smells a lot more chocolatey than the Smells a lot more does. chocolatey. I get a smokiness. Mm-hmm. I get I get a real smokiness. It almost smells a little scotchy. Like uh, so, the color they describe it as. You'll never guess what the color is. Um, you won't ever guess. Don't even try. Onyx. <laughs> That's the word I was trying to think of, actually. Really? I'm like, topaz, no, that's blue. But I was trying to think of the black rock. Wow. I, so I was, if I had a, if I had a better search yeah. in my brain, that's what I would have said. That would have been awesome if you would have done it. I would, you, you would have blown me off this chair. <laughs> I was trying to come up with it, but I couldn't. The closest I got was topaz. Mm. And I knew that wasn't it. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So, yeah, the aroma on this one is really pulling me in to the smoky aroma. And it, it it's a peaty thing. It, it almost reminds me of a scotch aroma. Here's another quote that they have from Michael Jackson. This is a wonderful ale, possibly the best stout made in America. Now, probably an old... I mean, Michael Jackson has not been around for Well, a while. you're going to use that one forever yeah. when you get a quote like that, yeah. right? But this is... I, I don't think that's true anymore, but we'll taste it and, and, and see. Well, you know, c- when you think of this, think of just dry stouts, right? Yeah. Don't compare it to imperial stouts. Don't compare it to, you know, American double stouts. Sure. So, you know, let's give it that benefit of the doubt. Um, but this beer is, I mean, Fort Bragg, or North Coast is been around since 88, I yeah. think. So it's probably, I mean, it's probably an old quote from Michael Jackson. Yeah, when there wasn't when there wasn't a whole lot of three thousand breweries in the yeah, country. Yeah. Still, though, that's a great quote to have. Michael Jackson never said that about my brewery. So yeah. <laughs> you should uh, give a little wee for uh, <laughs> for. Um, oh, I'm sorry. What's who's who's that? Um, um, it's oh. not Nate. No, um, Jason. No. Oh well. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We have beers in us. Yes. We have a listener who, from way back, who loved the old. Yeah. Whenever I, whenever I would say Michael Jackson, I'd go, hee hee. This is a wonderful ale. Hee hee. That's a okay. callback. All right. So. Still, it still smells kind of chocolatey, a little roasty. Do you, are you getting smoky at all, or am I... Not no? really. I'm getting something more akin to more akin to coffee than I am roasty, hmm. than I am uh, uh, smoky. That's weird. I can't get around it. I just keep getting a peatiness. Uh, big peatiness in mm-hmm. this beer. All right. I think I'm ready to move on to the flavor, because I'm not pulling anything else out of the nose. Ooh. 
kind of reminds me of an old ale with the way that the flavors are coming at you because it's got a lot of fruit to it. Not as high alcohol, obviously, and not mm-hmm. quite as complex, but really a, a, a big fruitiness. It does. It It's not roasty. It's not like a, a clean malt. It is a very fruity um, byproduct from the you know fermentation. So you get things like... Uh, Probably prunes and dates. And Strawberries in there. Mm-hmm. Um, just a slight amount of grape. My third sip in, now it's coming back towards the roast. You know, I'm getting more acclimated. And it kind of reminds me of... Excuse me. Um, kind of... Uh, let's see. How do I want to describe this? It's so there's a roastiness, but there's also a bit of an ashiness in there too. Like I'm trying to think, I was how to describe it. It's almost like you know, like when your hot dog falls into the coals of a fire and you have that ash on, on it. You know, I'm kind of getting a little bit of ashiness like that. Not been much of a uh, hot dog over yeah. fire type guy, so right. But I'm for some reason I'm thinking chocolate cake. You know, my general impression when you say chocolate cake is I'm getting, I'm tasting something much drier than I would. Well, a dry I mean, chocolate cake, more like a, almost like a devil's food or something like that. Not, but not quite that okay. dark, but a dry, yeah, not a moist one. Uh, see, I, I hesitate to go to chocolate on this. You know, I'll go with rose. You know, I'm, I'm dancing around it, but I just, I just can't jump into the chocolate uh, party. I'm here. just, I'm, I'm thinking of the the bready side. I'm yeah. trying to figure out the malt, and and it's it's taking <clears throat> towards a chocolate cake. I'm trying to get something new out of here. It's it's pretty good. Michael Jackson's right. Well, he's right that it's a good beer. I'm yeah. not saying it's the best stout made in America in 2014. I would say <clears throat> probably not. <laughs> but he wasn't wrong that it's a good beer. Yeah. This may be the first time we've had it. Uh, no, we've had it at least once more. Once before. I'm trying to remember because I've, I've just been typing out all the ones we've had. I don't remember typing this one out, but it's possible. I would make good money. We've had it on the show. There were some that I that I didn't, I was not able to type in because mm. we don't have the notes for it. So, gotcha. The uh, you know it's it's circling back around to that sweet fruitiness. You know that is the main thing I'm picking out of the flavor now, and uh, it's it's not as much dried fruit. I'm getting more uh, a fresh lime fruit. in there, right? I mean, there's there's oh, something. See, I mean, we're really describing it differently because now I'm thinking it's like, uh, you know, like a nice ripe plum. You know, I'm getting a really plumminess on this. I mean, I I definitely taste that, but I'm getting some bright stuff in there. I'm getting some things that are that are bright. And when I think bright, I think of a splash of citrus. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking limes recently. Well, I mean, there's so when you say lime. And I'm trying to, you know, take that and compare it to what I'm tasting. You know, the only place it really fits is kind of the the acidity from the carbonation, right? The you know, the carbonic acid, citric acid. You know, we're, you know, just the kind of that, and that's yeah. I mean, it's there, but it, you know, it's it's kind of a stretch in the whole. You know, because every beer has every beer has the carbonation, right? So for me. You know, saying that, oh, this time the carbonation tastes slimy, I'm not sure. But that's the only place I can really make it fit if I'm trying to find what you're talking about. <clears throat> that was the old number 38 stout from uh, North Country Brewing. Or, no. Uh, <laughs> North Coast Brewing. In Get Fort- your north right. Yes, I'm sorry. And now we have a beer that I've never had. Uh, you went to Brewing Company's Hop Nosh IPA. So this was originally called Hop Notch IPA. And <clears throat> Notch Brewing from Massachusetts mm. sent them a strong letter. 
uh, because they own a trademark for the word Nosh as it relates to beer and breweries, and so they changed the name to Hop Nosh. The new name really doesn't make any sense because the label doesn't really infer you know, anything yeah. other than the label just has uh, some guys on an old timey trailer wagon handing off some giant hops, like hops the size of bananas, like a bunch a, of bananas. Yeah, a whole like the whole not a bunch you get at the grocery store, but the bunch that you see them carrying yeah. through the jungle. Yeah. That's the size of the uh, the hopcoon that they're handing <laughs> off. 7.3% alcohol by volume, 82 IBUs. This one, first place in 2013 at the Atlantic Cask Ale Tasting for classic style beer. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Classic style beer. Um, and a couple other beer awards. The aroma on this one smells an awful like what we had in the Sierra Nevada, actually. No, I disagree. You disagree? Of course you do. We're really not on the same page tonight. This smells pretty... I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's a lot of cascade in here. See, to me, it smells not quite as resiny, but there's some of that dankness still in the aroma. It's, uh... Well, I agree there's dankness in there, but the, the hot character is completely different. It's it's much more on the citrusy end. Um, it's got uh, it's got a good amount of resin, but... Okay, you're, you're, you're talking me into it. I, I took a new whiff, breathed in really slowly, and it was quite orangey, so... You're either convincing me or you're just right. <laughs> Not sure which. I'm I'm staring into Jeff's eyes. <laughs> There's almost a almost like an orange blossom type aroma on this. Yes, thing, you know? it's, yes. It's a little more um, floral. Yeah, he's really brainwashed me on this one because now it's really smelling really orangey all of a sudden. Maybe a little towards the tangerine side, but yeah. I don't know what tangerine blossoms smell like, so. Well, I'm just, I'm thinking of tangerine skin. Mm -hmm. This beer wasn't in the fridge for very long. Mm -hmm. It's the warmest beer of the night on the tongue. We're at 63 degrees. Probably not too warm, but maybe it could be a degree or two colder. It's fine for me. I mean, I think it, it, it tastes fine. I mean, I actually, I kind of like it at this temperature, so. Well, it did win a cask ale yeah. something or another, right? For classic beer. Classic style beer. It's a classic style. Mm. It does have a very creamy mouthfeel. Yes. Like, especially like when you're sipping it, it feels like almost like a cask or a nitro, even though it's, you know, just regular bottle. Maybe that's the whole suggestion thing of what Greg read to me playing in, but it, <coughs> it does feel very creamy. Yeah, the aroma is a lot more of that resiny than the flavor seems to have. I'm not getting too much of, you know, this kind of um, uh, abrasive, scratchy type flavor that you almost expect from what you're smelling in part of the aroma. The part that's not the, the orange blossoms. Tangerine blossoms, whichever. <laughs> it's a good one to keep sniffing and then, t- you know, and sipping and sniffing and sipping. It really uh, has legs for that. Mm, it's, um... I'm just trying to to get some of the the bready character, and I'm kind of losing my ability. It to, almost to seems. Out. What's the ABV on this one? Seven point three. It's pretty high. okay, because it almost has. Even though this one's more citrusy, it reminds me an awful lot of the Nooner. 
I mean, it seems like they're almost companion IPAs. I mean, the, almost like I picked them to be, <laughs> you know, together. There's a lot of very similarities, even though this one has much more booziness or alcohol in it. The, the malt character is very similar. The, the hop flavor is a little bit more bright and citrusy, but it's pretty similar. Hmm. What do you think, Greg? Well, well, Jeff, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting, still getting a lot of tangerines, some rind, and uh, the, the bread is again kind of the sort of French bready style. It's 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 a little sweet, mm-hmm. a little bit like a little white, a little sweet. Got a little bit of just a tad bit of of malty there, but not much, like or, or uh, malty kind of character. This uh, they have a best by date, uh, best before uh, July seventeenth for this beer, so plenty fresh. And for best flavor, enjoy in a glass. Well, we are drinking these in glasses. And actually, the silhouette of the glass is pretty much exactly what yes. we're drinking from. So we're, we're using the, beer, the glass we use every time, and that's the Spiegelhaus Nifter. Again, uh, to continue the commercial, we have links on our website to our favorite glass. We had a tweet from a listener who broke two of these yeah. in like a couple of weeks. That's that's one thing got to watch out for. These guys have a very thin stem and so when you're cleaning them, be careful with them. That's when they can break. Uh, the stem breaks, not the glass itself. Yeah, I got three. So, I mean, I've broken glasses too, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very thin glass. And my cat's broken one of them. But uh, I got three bowls with no stand yeah. in the closet. Like someday, I, like, I, I can just imagine like like doing some kind of resin casting where it looks like a skeleton hand holding it you know mm-hmm. wouldn't that be pretty cool that would but, be pretty cool uh probably never ever do that <laughs> I, like i tweeted i'm like i've been trying to source some human hand bones to make a stand for this thing <laughs> all right i think it's about time to start some ranking i think so too how would you rank these beers how would i rank these beers how would rank beers jeff let's see My last place beer of the night. And I'm going to call him a hard luck loser is probably the sneak attack. Just that big cardamom beer. Mm-hmm. Be- I, th- I think if you had it with food, I think it'd be perfectly acceptable. I think, you know, you could enjoy it and maybe even drink the whole 12 ounces. But, you know, doing it here straight up, no food. Hurt, yeah. Yeah, comparing it. The six ounces was plenty and almost a little more than I, I needed. Um, for a Saison, you know, it's just, if it's going to have that much cardamom in it, I personally wouldn't even call it a Saison. Sure. I, I what would I call it? Call it a wheat beer. Call it a Saison wheat. Call it, call it a, or I'm mean, sorry, cardamom wheat. Call it something, but. American style wheat, just I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. saison's a little. I mean, honestly, I think it's a little misleading called a saison when I you're. So. I think so too. So, um, yeah, he's going to be in last place. It wasn't a bad beer, no, but it just didn't. It wasn't straight up, you know, super drinkable good beer. In uh, fourth place, let's see. It's tough. I've enjoyed all the beers here that are left. Um, Hmm. Probably put the old number thirty-eight stout. Okay, I, I liked it. Um, it was quite drinkable. There was a story. It was really, um, really interesting, and it had that fruity story going on. And while I liked the fruity story, I think it's going to be the same reason I put it in fourth place. It. It almost didn't taste like it was the cleanest example of the beer. Like maybe the bottle might be slightly off. I'm, I was hard to say. Uh, 
it was good, but I didn't have to put it in fourth place. And the reason is because the other beers were um, tasted cleaner and, and enjoyable. I'm going to put the... Um, hmm. I'm debating whether flipping this guy around to, like, top spot. Uh, let's put the Nooner in third place. These are all beers that I liked, but I think I'm going to have to say for him what hurt him a little bit was the the hops were kind of aggressive and a little bit resiny and difficult to to love you know i mean you could love it but it was work right you had to really dig in and i i, I think that maybe those less citrusy hops kind of accentuate the dryness of a little of a session beer uh i'll stick with that excuse so I, I can kind of see it working out um let's see let me take another sip of this hop nosh to see if it beats up bach or not No, I think I'm going to put the Anchor Bach in first place. All right. The, um, the tough ranking. I mean, Anchor Bach could have been as deep as fourth place if, you know, the top four are really close for me. Uh, the Hop Nosh is, is a good beer. It uh, has a good citrusy, tangerine orange to it. It it tastes like a session beer, even though it's seven-something. Um, reminds me a lot of the Nooner, but with a, a little more citrusy profile. The Anchor Bach really surprised me. Um, you know, it had enough bitterness to balance it. It was very drinkable. Um, the aroma, when you were smelling all that bubble gum, you thought, oh, this is going to be this sweet, yeah. cloying, sweet bomb. And and the flavor wasn't. It had enough bitterness to really balance it out. And it was a, I'm going to say it was a wonderfully balanced beer. I mean, it was really drinkable. I it just floated to the top because of its drinkability and the balance on the flavor. Okay. That's just rankings. My rankings are uh, in, uh, let's see here. But yeah, pretty much uh, disagreement with Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, except for the last one. I agree with him that the 21st Amendment, the sneak attack, is uh, last place. Just because the rest of them were, I think, considerably more enjoyable. I really did enjoy pretty much all the beers here tonight, I, and you know I want to make that clear. These were all really enjoyable beers. Uh, the Sneak Attack just sort of the, getting the least of them. My number four is going to be the Nooner. I thought it was you know a nice session ale, you know nice style, but I just thought the other ones had more character to them. So it was, so I'm going with those. Uh, my th- number three is the Hop Nosh Uinta. Uh, for some reason, these two IPAs were uh, were striking me as not as interesting to me as the two non-IPAs. Uh, but the Hop Nosh is very good. I still have some of it in my glass. But um, right now, really gassy, so it's hard for me to drink some. <laughs> so, uh, but but it, it's a nice tasting IPA. It's, it's It's got good stuff going for it. But my number two is going to be Anchor the Bach. Uh, really d- delicious, silky. I, if they are stopping brewing it, then that's sad. Get 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 a hands on this one while you can because it's really good. And then my number one, hee hee. I agree with Michael Jackson. This is a really really good stout. I think it is. I love old ales and I love a stout that can kind of get it go in that direction. That's really good. Best stout in America? I don't think so, but. Uh, you know, up there, absolutely. Yeah, I just uh, double checked. You know, Anchor did announce in January this is the final release of Bach beer. So yeah, pick it up. I've had it before, and I never enjoyed it this much. I mean, this is a good batch of Bach beer. So, anyway, thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Craft Beer Radio. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license, except for Gloria Gaynor over there. Yeah. She's uh, she's has a trademark on that. Uh, this is a wonderful song, very iconic of the area. Absolutely. Um, if you want to contact us, you can contact us on Twitter. I am at Jeff Bear. Greg is at CBR Greg, that's and me. then we have an account that's kind of shared. That's at Craft Beer Radio of all things. Um, you can email us beer at craftbeerradio.com. And uh, that's about it, right? 
I think so. I think that's it. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Oh, next week might be a special show because might Greg be. will be in town. We'll be uh, using the mobile rig, but we'll have a Kiwi on the yeah. show. I like and it. also, it'll be the Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week. Oh. Schnikes. All right. Thank you, everyone. We'll talk to you again very soon.